Hi guys, and welcome back to Real Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan, and I'm so happy to be back here with you all. I hope everyone has been having an amazing week so far. This week has been pretty busy because I'm getting ready to move and graduate college. It's literally happening in three weeks from now, so it's coming up fast, but I'm super excited and just really hopeful for the future because I know things are, no matter how uncertain you are about the future or don't have plans yet, don't stress yourself out about it too much because everything would be okay so there's nothing to worry about but it is the Thursday before I upload this and tonight I'm going to California to see family for Easter weekend which I'm super excited about it's gonna be a nice little break and get away from all the craziness that is graduating college and moving and finals I'm really looking forward to that I am super excited for you guys to hear this episode I am joined by Jessica Weisenbluth she is an integrative lawyer she has a passion for health and wellness just like me so that was something we both had in common and she just has a very extensive background working as a healthcare attorney and as a health coach which I think is awesome because it's she's really combined in both worlds and formed a more holistic view to help her clients and she now offers coaching services for health coaches in particular to protect and grow their business from a legal aspect. She even offers a discount code at the end of this episode for her contract templates that she has. So if you're a health coach or just looking for some legal advice for your business, wanting to get some feedback on that, she also does free consultations, which I think is so awesome. So you guys should go check that out. Use the discount code, check out her templates, and book a consult. This was a super great episode. She gave her best tips and advice on how to protect your business and yourself when you maybe waited a little bit too long to start the legal side of things for your business. I know all that stuff can just seem so foreign, and I kind of talk about it a little bit in this episode that if you don't have a background in law or don't know much about it it just it can be kind of overwhelming thinking about sometimes so having a person like Jessica to lean on and ask advice is super important I loved everything we talked about and even if you don't own a business aren't wanting to ever start one I think everything that we talked about is just super important to just know and be aware of because no matter what you're doing in life there's gonna come a time where you're probably gonna need a lawyer you're gonna need someone to talk to and just having at least a little bit of background of maybe how contracts work how to protect yourself and even if you are a client working with maybe a health coach or some other service being offered you should know what to look for in the contracts that you're signing and just have a general idea of what's going on so I think everything that we talk about is super important and she also gives a little bit of advice on her work-life balance and wellness tips and practices that she really leans on when she's stressed burnt out all of that so I know for me personally I love getting advice from people like that because it's so helpful and it's so reassuring to know that other people maybe get burnt out, stressed out, anxious, just like I do. So I loved, loved hearing her tips and I know that you guys will too. And like always, make sure to follow the Instagram at Real Radiant with two T's where you can check out what the podcast is doing, who's been on the podcast, find other episodes, and just join the community. And also leave a review. I love getting feedback from people on the episodes and what they want to see, what they don't want to see, and just anything like that. And without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for coming on Real Radiant. I'm so excited to have you on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
I love asking people when they come on, what is one quote that has really resonated with them in terms of things like life, jobs, relationships, any of that. So what's one that's really resonated with you? Yeah, it sounds simple, uh, but I really like the expression, if you don't change, you don't change, because I think that so often we want things to be different in our lives, but we don't want to necessarily put in the work that we have to get those things. And, you know, I've seen it both like on the wellness side and as a lawyer that, you know, if you're not willing to make the changes that are required in order to get the things that you want, then you're not going to see a change. And it sounds so simple, but I think um, a lot of us don't really internalize that that's actually a reality. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Cause we all have these goals and uh, things that we want to go after in life, but we're never going to get there if we don't take the actual steps and make the changes to do so. So it's such a good reminder. I love that. Yeah, exactly. And so tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what you do, give your whole elevator pitch on yourself. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Uh, So my name is Jessica. I live in LA. I've been living in LA for the last eight years uh, and I'm an attorney here. uh, And I also uh, completed a health coaching certificate recently and I'm not health coaching anymore, but I was health coaching briefly. Uh, So I specialize in healthcare and wellness law. I've been doing healthcare law for like over eight years. I don't do any litigation. I'm not going to court, uh, but I do contracts, transactions. I help people, you know, advise them on what the laws are and help them, you know, set up their businesses or sometimes just for individuals in a way that's compliant with the law. And um, so that's my law firm. And then I also have a consulting educational business called the integrative lawyer. And that's really geared just towards health coaches uh, right now. I may, you know, in the future expand Uh, And I provide contract templates for health coaches so that they can really have strong contracts for their businesses, um, because I really saw that there was a need for that because health coaches didn't necessarily have, uh, you know, the money to be paying my hourly rate but they really were needing better contracts because the contracts that I was seeing from, you know, health coaching schools or online platforms were just not good. Uh, they like really weren't protective. So yeah, so I've created those uh, contract templates and I'm actually working right now on some online courses really just to provide education and help because I think that health coaches are just so needed right now in this world. And I want to do everything I can to just help them, you know, be the best they can be. Yeah. I love what you're doing as far as focusing on the health coach aspect of it, because I feel like that's often a field that's kind of neglected, especially when it comes to legal advice. So was there a point in your life that really turned you towards the more health aspect of helping people in the health coaching field, like focusing on that type of law specifically, or have you always just gravitated more towards that? Well, in terms, there's been a few things. One, um, my mom has multiple sclerosis and she's had it since like before I was even born. And I think just generally growing up with that, it really made me cognizant of how lucky I was to just even be able to walk. Um, And that really started making me think about my health differently and about health differently and about the healthcare system differently, because seeing her sort of going through to all these doctors and, you know, realizing that there were these alternative ways where she could maybe help manage what she was going through, but her being too afraid to listen to that because it's just a scary thing to deal with. So that's sort of what got me interested in healthcare generally. And then Mm. I actually, when I was in college would volunteer or, and work on ethics committees at hospitals. And so I was hearing about 
all sorts of issues people were dealing with. So that was, I have a really, basically my entire background is in healthcare, even before I was an attorney, but what really got me interested in the coaching side and the wellness side was one, I'm personally so passionate about wellness. I had my own journey when I was younger, I broke out with acne and I just didn't know what to do. And it was only through like alternative healing that I was able to completely heal it. And so I really saw this disconnect between healthcare and wellness and that we really needed kind of more of an integration. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I ended up deciding to go to a health coaching school because I just really wanted to take my knowledge deeper. And when I did that, I made a lot of friends and speaking to them and hearing about all their businesses. I really saw exactly what you said, that there was really a need for lawyers who understood wellness law and like Mm -hmm. what, what, and especially for health coaches, it's such a gray area because there aren't that many regulations yet that are really governing what they do. And there are also a lot of um, like nurses, for example, who are also health coaches. And so there really is that crossover between healthcare and wellness. Uh, And yeah, it was just like, wow, we really need more lawyers doing this stuff. And I thought, well, this is my passion. Like I should be doing this, you know? And so it started from there. Yeah. I love that. And I think there is, especially like, this is so important because um, so many of the health coaches are, self-employed, you know, they're doing it on their own. They're not under some entity that's telling them what they need to do, you know, like it's some other type of business. So I think it's, it's super important for them to have that legal advice from someone like you to just kind of walk them through the steps and tell them what they need to do and just to keep everything in order, you know, so it doesn't kind of bite them in the butt later in life. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think what's cool is that I actually have experience health coaching. So I really Mm -hmm. know firsthand the things to think about because I've done it myself, you know, and I've gone through the training myself and I just really understand it. So I, I like that I can bring that to the table as well. In addition to my legal expertise, Mm -hmm. it really embodies the whole holistic aspect because you see both sides, which I think is so important. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of why I called it the integrative lawyer, because I'm really integrating so -hmm. many different pieces of myself into one thing. Yeah. So can you kind of walk us through like step-by-step when you're working with someone, what you do to help them as far as their business, maybe getting it off the ground, or if it's already established, what's the process look like? Yeah. Well, you know, it really differs based on who the client is. Um, And as I mentioned, so I have two separate businesses. So through my law firm, um, you know, it's one-on-one. And, you know, sometimes it's helping, like, let's say somebody is starting their business. I'll take them through from like, you know, filing their, their forms with the state to like actually get their business, drafting all of the documents for the business, you know, whether it's a shareholder agreement or bylaws or an operating agreement, whatever those agreements are that they need to get, you know, set up. But then it might also look like reviewing their commercial leases for their you know, business space or drafting their um, employment contracts or advising them on, you know, healthcare specific laws in California or federally to help them, you know, figure out what they can and can't do. Um, And then also, you know, having ideas for like how to structure their business and different types of businesses. Um, You know, in healthcare, there's a very specific thing called a management services organization. And it's a way for people who are not licensed to invest or like, you know, take part in a business with people who are licensed. I really love setting up those structures because I think it allows for a lot more innovation and allows people to partner in a way they wouldn't otherwise be able to partner in. So that's sort of generally what I do. I could talk so much about my law firm, but I won't. So that's kind of the one-to-one, you know, for my law firm. And then 
through the integrative lawyer, as I mentioned, it's really, um, it's more like templates and like do it yourself. And I'm creating online courses as well. But what I do is I offer a free 15 minute consult so that I can hear a little bit of, you know, what the coach's business is or what they're thinking of doing. I like to know, for example, if they're also a nurse, cause that helps me. And then based on what they tell me about their business, I recommend, you know, a contract package that I offer that I think would like best suit them. And then, you know, also just like explain to them a little bit more what those contracts are and, and how they're going to help their business. You're so helpful in terms of helping people with this kind of stuff, because for someone like me, like I'm just, I'm graduating college and literally a month from now, and I want to have my own business someday, but thinking about the mm-hmm. legal side of it is just so confusing. It seems like it's when people talk about like the legal aspects of things, it sounds like they're talking in a foreign language. Like I, it's so foreign. So from what right. you've seen and what you've worked with when working with people, what have been the most common mistakes or maybe misconceptions that people have when going into starting their own business? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, generally mistakes that I always, that I've seen and I always try to tell people to avoid is not getting it set up soon enough. I think a lot of people think, especially when they're at the beginning of starting a business, you know, they're trying to save money, they're trying to cut corners and they think, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'll do it once I get bigger. And that is a huge mistake because as a business owner myself, as you start growing, you have less and less time to be like mm-hmm. taking care of those things. And the last thing you want to have to do is go backwards and start thinking about like, you know, how many pe- how many clients did you see without a contract? And then like having to keep track of like that liability and then, you know, implementing legal stuff halfway through your business, you have to like retroactively try to figure things out. It's it takes up so much time and it's not worth it. Uh, and then just the other thing, like let's say with health coaches, for example, not having contracts in place at the beginning just opens up so much room for liability. Um, and as again, as I mentioned, because it's such a gray area in mm-hmm. the wellness healthcare world, you just want to be protecting yourself from the beginning. And I think just with any business owner, the more you do at the beginning to protect yourself, you know, setting up your LLC, getting your agreements in place, even though it feels scary, maybe, or feels like, wow, I'm spending so much money. It's going to be so much more worth it because once you have those systems set up, you can just grow and grow and grow. And you don't have to worry about that, you know, getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's so- definitely a big mistake that I see. Um I mean, I think that's one of the biggest ones specifically with business owners is just waiting too long to get their legal in place. Mm -hmm. So what kind of like points or tips do you have for people who have maybe waited too long to kind of get back on track? Like, what would you recommend they do first? I mean, do it now, (laughs) get it done now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, contracts are just so, so important, especially, you know, I see sometimes business owners, they don't necessarily want to incorporate right away. They don't want to have an LLC or a corporation Mm -hmm. because they don't want to pay that tax. Um, And that's, you know, the the purpose of having an LLC, I see a lot of people, you know, business coaches saying, you know, you should wait to start your LLC until you make more money. But the Mm -hmm. thing is, is that it's not necessarily about how much money you make. The, the purpose of an LLC or a corporation is, is to protect your personal assets. So let's say your business has made $0, but you have a million dollars in the bank of your own money. Mm-hmm. That money will be on the line if somebody comes to sue you and you don't have an LLC or a corporation in place. So I feel like that's an important distinction because, mm-hmm. and, you know, again, I always tell people, um, you know, talk to your accountant because it's really 
specific to each person's financial circumstances. But mm -hmm. I think it is important that starting an LLC or a corporation isn't necessarily just about how much money you're making. It's also about that protection piece. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if somebody is late to the game, I would really say that they need to take some time to audit their business and say, okay, like how much money am I making? Where am I at? How many clients do I have? How many clients have I seen without anything in place? And then get those contracts in place. You know, if they do want to set up a business, set that up. And then even now, if you have clients maybe that you've already seen and you didn't give them a contract, send them something now. You know, you can still mm -hmm. do that. I would, you know, even if you're not seeing them anymore, just something, you know, they, and it's harder, right? Because if it's retroactive, you've already helped them. They might not mm -hmm. want to sign it and there's not much you can do there. But try, you know, it's always good to try. And then obviously moving forward, just really making sure that each time you work with somebody new, whether it's a client, whether it's a contractor, whether it's signing a new business lease, like just to really make sure that you're doing each of those steps the right way. Yeah. So can you kind of explain how and why contracts are so important, especially in this type of field? Because we may think when starting out like, oh yes, I know they're important, but I'm just gonna brush it off. Like I'll worry about it later. Or like, I know this person, so it's okay. Like I don't need a contract with them, but can you explain why we need to have them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so something I think is really cool about contracts is I actually see an overlap between contracts and wellness because a lot of the times in wellness, we're talking about protecting our boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what a contract is. It is there to protect your boundaries so that you don't get taken advantage of, so that you and the party you're working with know exactly what is expected so that there's no miscommunications and that you have a like a course for recourse if something goes wrong that you can look back to it and say, well, now I can do this if something goes wrong. So that's generally how I like to think about it is it's there to protect your boundaries, mm -hmm. but it's also really there to outline everything you want out of your business, you know? So like, I like to use refunds as an example. If you're providing, let's say an online coaching course, okay. Mm -hmm. And you're not even working one-to-one -one, people just download the course and you don't have anything there about no refunds. You don't want to be in a position where people are asking for their money back and, and you might have to give it to them because you didn't mm -hmm. outline in a contract what the policy was, you know? So mm -hmm. that's one really good example. Another thing is, um, you know, termination provisions. Like, let's say you're working with a client and they're really difficult, you know, maybe they're harassing you. Maybe they're, you want a way out of that contract, right? You don't mm -hmm. want to have to keep working with them. So contracts are so important because they really help you set the boundaries for your business. They outline for you exactly what you want and what you're providing. And really they're there to make sure that there is no room for misunderstanding, that everybody understands what is expected. And that if something does go wrong, that you have a document you can refer to that says, okay, well, since this went wrong, I get to keep my money. Or since this went wrong, I don't have to work with you anymore. You know, And you have mm -hmm. those rules set out very clearly. And then of course, like the most important is like to try to help you so you don't get sued, right? Because everything is in there. So if somebody has a, a problem with you, you can look back and say, well, you signed this agreement and it says in this agreement, you know, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. So are there different types of contracts that you need, like, for example, with health, health coaching, or is it more of kind of a one and done type of thing? Or do you need it for, do you need one for one specific product or course that you're selling? Or do you need one for one-on-one? -on -one? Like, how, how many do you need? What do you need? Kind of walk us through that. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on your business and what you're doing, mm -hmm. but 
uh, in the contract, I have a contract bundle. So I have three separate packages, but I have one mm -hmm. called the ultimate health coach bundle, which I think is the best one. It also just has the most value. And mm -hmm. so what that includes is a program services agreement, which is just outlining your program. And what's great about it is I've created it so it can be tailored for both one-on-one -on -one coaching or online coaching. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just there to outline, you know, what your services are and all, some of those things that I just mentioned about protecting your boundaries. Then it also has a release of liability. And that's really important, especially with health coaching, because what that does is it outlines that the client is voluntarily taking this course and that they understand that there could be a number of risks involved, like with changing your diet, with changing your exercise, with, you know, trying new things and that they are not going to come and sue you if one of those things happens mm -hmm. and that they understand that they're taking on that risk by taking your program. And that's really, really an important piece. The next thing I provide is something called a privacy policy, which is really important for health coaches because in the United States, there's something called HIPAA. And it's essentially what regulates the privacy of medical information for healthcare entities. But the thing is generally coaches are not covered under HIPAA, like it doesn't actually apply to them. However, the National Board of Healthcare and Wellness Coaching recommends that coaches still comply with HIPAA. So it's confusing. And a lot of coaches are like, what am I supposed to do? So for HIPAA, there's something called a notice of privacy practices. And what it is there for is to notify patients. This is what we're going to be doing with your information. This is how we use it. So what I've done is I've taken that document and rewritten it so that it's actually applicable to health coaches and makes sense for health coaches. So that's a privacy policy that I include. And then last thing that I have in that um, are two different consent forms. One uh, is a consent to share medical information because sometimes clients want to share, let's say their blood tests with their health coach. And you wanna have something that outlines very specifically, you know, what's gonna be shared, who it's gonna be shared with, how it's gonna be used. And the other is a consent form for sharing personal information because sometimes the client might actually want you to share information with their healthcare provider, you know, things that you talk about. So that's the package I offer, but there really are so many other contracts. I'm actually working right now on a website privacy policy, which is required if anybody visiting your website is in California or in the EU. Uh, mm -hmm. And then also terms of service, which are a little bit different. It's the terms of service or the terms of use for how somebody is using your website. Um, and that's important too. And that's a little bit different from, you know, a program agreement. So I'm actually going to be releasing those soon. And those are important too. And then of course, you know, if you if you're growing your business, if you're hiring employees or contractors, you need an agreement for that. Um, yeah, basically, any type, any time you're going to be in a relationship with somebody or something, you probably want a contract for it. And another thing um, that's really important and that I like to do too is uh, affiliate or partnership deals with brands because a lot of coaches you know, that's like a really great way to make some side income in addition to their coaching. And I've actually done it myself before I've worked, you know, I've done paid partnerships with brands. And I've also done been like an affiliate for brands. And understanding those contracts is so, so, so important, especially because a lot of them will want rights to all of your intellectual property. And if you're not understanding what they're asking of you, you can get into trouble. So specifically with the brands, like what would you recommend someone who maybe is just starting out, doesn't have a lot of money to go have a lawyer look over these contracts with brands. What, what are some things that they should look for in these contracts when working with them? Yeah. So first of all, you really want to look at what the payment terms are. I've sometimes seen agreements that are very general, you know, they won't give a specific 
time period for getting paid, they will just say something like, we will pay you soon after you make your post. You want to avoid that because what is soon after? Like that could be three months from now, who knows, yeah. right? So you really want them to define the time period. It's pretty normal to see like 30 days, you know, if you can get it to be sooner, like seven days or 15 days, even better. But 30 days I've seen is pretty standard. I would say anything beyond that is a little suspicious. Um, that's really one important thing. Another thing, as I just mentioned, you really want to know what their rights are to your content. Um, something I saw recently was a request for not just the video itself, but all of the outtakes and footage. And that, that is, you know, that's not something that you should be including generally because that is additional intellectual property. Because when you hand over that footage, it means that that company can essentially create new videos without your consent and without mm -hmm. you, you know, approving them and put them out all for the same price as the, the one video that you, mm -hmm. you know, that they paid you for. So knowing, you know, a lot of the times the brands will want ownership of your intellectual property. And what that also means is they can then give another brand the right to use that video. So if you make a video for a brand and now they own it, and then they, another brand is promoting that brand. Now a new brand might be using your video. And one day you might be scrolling on Instagram and seeing, Hey, I didn't, I didn't say that this brand could use this, you know, but if you gave the rights away, then there's nothing you can do. So just really, really understanding that. And then, mm -hmm. you know, of course, understanding what's being expected of you is important. You know, your timelines, what, if there's anything specific you need to be putting in your post or your video so that you can get paid, you know, to make sure that you're doing it in accordance with the contract. Mm -hmm. Well, there's so much to it behind the scenes that you don't even think about. Like when you're on social media and you maybe see somebody working with a brand or see that they are offering services with clients, that just kind of, that just what it seems like. It seems like you're just contacting the people and that's kind of the basis of it, but there's so much behind the scenes that you wouldn't even think about. So it's really important to have conversations like this so people can get that information. And yeah. I guess, do you have any because not everyone is going to have access to a lawyer right off the bat and maybe not specifically a health coaching business. And they're just starting a business in general mm -hmm. and they're kind of getting their ducks in a row and they want to be proactive about it. What would you right. recommend that they do if they can't get access to a lawyer right off the bat? Yeah, that's difficult. I mean, you know, for example, for myself, like I offer flat fees for, let's say, setting up an LLC or setting up a corporation sort mm -hmm. of for that reason, so that it can be a little bit more affordable if I just charge by the hour. Mm -hmm. um, and I think quite a few lawyers do that. So that's always a good thing. You know, I really don't advise to use something like LegalZoom because mm -hmm. it's it's not a person. And mm -hmm. I have, I can't tell you how many times I've had people come to me after using LegalZoom and they've had to redo their bylaws and had to like redo things and then spend double the money because they tried to do it the cheaper way first. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you don't have access to a lawyer, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't recommend copying, I've seen people try to copy paste agreements that they find. And I really recommend against that because sometimes a contract provision only makes sense within the rest of the contract. And if you just mm -hmm. cut it out of there, it no longer makes sense with like whatever you're creating. Um, so, you know, save up your money, I would say, <laughs> you know, try mm -hmm. and talk to attorneys who are willing to work with you, let's say like on a flat fee. And that's something I've done too, you know, uh, especially, and then, you know, again, that's why I've created contract templates because it's just mm -hmm. a lot more affordable 
than it is to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, but they've been created with, you know, an expertise in an area so that you're not just getting some standard online contract. You're getting something that's like really still has like a lot of care put into it. Mm -hmm. It's worth it. In my opinion, I think yeah. if you want to protect your business and do it right from the start, I think investing in something like that is going to save you time and money in the long run. So I think that's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think something people don't think about, which I unfortunately have to think about because I'm a lawyer is, you know, a contract on the front end might cost you $500 or like a package might cost you $800,000, but that is so much cheaper than like the $30,000 that you might be finding yourself being sued for, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think it's really, you really have to think about it that way is like, what's at risk here if you don't have that contract. And it's usually mm -hmm. a lot more money than the contract costs itself. Yeah. Are there any other things that a lawyer thinks about in terms of getting your business going, starting a business and protecting your business that maybe a non-lawyer wouldn't even consider or wouldn't even cross their mind to think about? Um, yes. A few other things, you know, our insurance, you know, having insurance mm -hmm. for your business, that's just a really good thing to have. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think bank accounts are something people don't realize that, you know, especially if you have an LLC or a corporation, mm -hmm. you need to be having a separate bank account. You don't want to be commingling all of your money. Uh, that's really, really important. And then it, it's required actually, especially like for an LLC, like you are required to have that separate account. And so I don't know if people necessarily realize that they're supposed to be doing those separately. Um, what else? I mean, it's hard because I am a lawyer. So I think, like yeah, you think like this all the time, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think the way I think is I look at each piece of a business and think, okay, what do we need to do to protect that? And what's all the possibilities that could go wrong and then work backwards that way, right? So covering the bases from that way, because I don't do litigation. My job is to try to avoid people from getting into litigation. So I'm thinking about it from the front end that way. Um, and so for other people, I think it's really important to think about their businesses in that way of just like, what are, what are all the steps I can take to protect myself from every angle? And, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't really matter. I think sometimes people think, oh, well, the likelihood is so small, but that's not the right way to think because mm -hmm. it takes just one person yeah. <laughs> to sue you and like really mm -hmm. mess with you, you know? Um, and it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your mm -hmm. energy. It's just such a big headache. You don't, you don't want to have to go there. Yeah. I think especially in terms of business, it's always a good idea to just expect for the worst, like hope for the best, but just expect for the worst, just to cover yourself, cover your business, protect everybody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, something that's, this isn't really a legal piece, but I think often there is a connection between people being afraid to spend money on legal and people not believing in their own businesses. And I think that mm -hmm. there is an emotional piece too, of really like, being confident in yourself that like, you're going to grow and you're going to do this because mm -hmm. once that does happen, you're going to see how worth it it was. But in the beginning, I think there can be so much room for insecurity and, you know, especially with social media, you, you know, no, nobody's liking your posts and you think, Oh, what's the point in me doing this, you know, mm -hmm. and really overcoming that emotional piece and realizing that things take time to grow and that you will grow and it is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And once you do, you're going to be so happy that you put all of those things in place. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point that you just made because I get that same feeling and I'm sure you do too. It's it's hard when there's so there's 
such a clustered internet out there, you know, where so many people are doing things, so many people are starting businesses, so many people are offering services for other people. And it can get hard when you kind of just get lost into it and you feel like, oh, I'm just another one of those. But like you said, just staying consistent and overcoming that insecurity is huge. And I think like a really big aspect of that, especially when starting a business and not wanting to spend money on the legal fees is probably just that fear deep down of, oh, well, maybe I actually don't want to spend money on the legal services because deep down the insecurity is coming up and it's telling you, yeah, I know I'm not going to grow. So just kind of ignore, you got to push those feelings aside and just go for it anyways. Exactly. And also just know that anybody who's starting their business goes through this and it is a constant roller coaster. And like you have months where you're feeling great and your business Mm -hmm. is growing. And then you have like a plateau month where you're like, nothing's changing. And it's just, it's a living, breathing thing. And with that just Mm -hmm. comes the natural ups and downs, just like life. And Mm -hmm. I think luckily we're seeing more and more on social media, people becoming more honest about what's Mm -hmm. happening behind the scenes, which I think we all need because nobody's life is perfect and Mm -hmm. nobody's business is perfect. And I think the more you can come to terms with that and just be yourself, Mm -hmm. that is really how your business grows. And, you know, I think I, what I find helpful for myself is just think about how many people you follow on Instagram that do the same thing. Like how many wellness influencers, you know, how many skincare companies, how many makeup companies, they're all doing the same thing, but you're still there following them and probably maybe even buying their products. And so Mm -hmm. it's the same that applies to you. Like just because other people are doing the same thing as you doesn't mean that there's only room for one. And -hmm. what's going to make you unique is that nobody else is you, right? Nobody does it the way that you do it. And that's really your angle. Mm-hmm. That's such a good reminder. And there's, I think it's always good to remember that there's room for everybody in this space, you know, exactly. There's, so I love that. And like, that's a good kind of transition into what you do behind the scenes, because being a lawyer working with law, it has a stereotype of being super stressful, a lot of long hours and really hard work. And it is. So what do you do specifically to kind of tune into those wellness practices that you lean on when you're maybe stressed, feeling anxious, overwhelmed, burnout, all that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, one thing that I, I will say about owning my own business is that I like that I can make my own hours and mm-hmm. I really truly like to be very honest, when I started doing my health coaching, it was because I thought maybe I didn't even want to be a lawyer anymore because of what you were saying. Like I was burnt out. I had, you know, experienced some like bad workplaces and I thought maybe this isn't mm-hmm. for me. And then once I started working on my own, I realized, wow, like I actually love this. And it was just that I needed to do it myself because part of what I love so much is speaking to people and working with people one-on-one and really taking them from the beginning to the end. And I didn't get a chance to do that when I was working at a bigger firm because you're just kind of like a cog in the wheel, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but that being said, you're absolutely right. And there certainly is stress that comes with the job as I think with lots of jobs. Um, So a few things for me, definitely physical activity is just so important to me. I grew Mm -hmm. up as a competitive dancer and I think movement has just always been really important to me because of that. I love it. Uh, And so I really, you know, if I work out in the morning, it just changes my whole day. It changes my mood. Like I just Mm -hmm. feel good about myself. Uh, so that's really important to me is movement. And especially like I'm lucky to live in LA and we have lots of hiking. Um, so I really love hiking and like being outdoors and like getting that movement outside. I think that's really a nice way, you know, and even if you don't live in LA, you can just go for a walk and, you know, especially right now in spring, all the flowers are blooming. It's just so pretty, but I think it's a nice way to take a break and reset. Uh, I definitely meditate. 
haven't been meditating as much lately, but (laughs) what I do usually meditate in the mornings, I'll either do like my own meditation or I use this program called to be magnetic. I don't know if you've uh, heard about it. It's really wonderful. It's, um, it's an interesting, it's, it's about manifestation, but a lot of it is actually really rooted in uh, neuroplasticity and psychology. And it's essentially, there are different meditations for different things that you're working on. And I find it just so, so, so helpful. I always say that I joke that I should like, they should pay me because I talk about them like wherever I go, because I think it's just such a wonderful program. Um, But that's something I recommend to check out too. And yeah, you know, I, I try to eat well, that obviously helps. You know, I think if you're eating bad meals or, or meals that aren't good for your body, you're not going to feel good. And then it makes it difficult to work. Uh, so I really just try to take care of myself as best I can. And, you know, just the more I do it, the more I feel good about myself. So it's, it's kind of like a winning circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think those are a few, few things. And for yourself, cause working, working for yourself and making your own hours and stuff, it can be kind of hard to find a good work-life balance. So mm. what do you, what do you do to keep the balance and not overwork yourself or feel like you should be doing something for work when you know, you deserve the time off? Right. Yeah. I mean, I definitely still have a schedule for myself. You know, I'm not waking mm-hmm. up at like 10 o'clock during the week. Like I'm still mm-hmm. like on a work schedule. And I think that definitely really helps. And so I try to see it the same way I would if I was working somewhere. So, you know, mm-hmm. if luckily I don't really have too many clients who are really needing something at like nine o'clock at night, but if it happens, it happens. And other than that, I try to cut myself off and say, okay, you know, it's seven o'clock. Like I'm, I'm done for the night kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so are there any other books, podcasts, or resources that you recommend people check out to help them more, maybe more at the legal side or even wellness? Do you have any that you love? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, books. I love the artist way. I, I did it a few, I think I did it actually during the pandemic, like the beginning. And it's just such a wonderful book. It's almost like a course and it's essentially to get you to connect to your creativity and really just, I don't know. It's just, it's such a great book. I really recommend that. Um, and then let's see in terms of podcasts, well, if you're a health coach, there is a business coach named Sarah Hagstrom and she's wonderful for all things like teaching coaches sort of how to create a program, how to market themselves. Uh, and I think that that's a really great course because, you know, the health coaching schools don't touch on that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would recommend her and she has a podcast and I actually um, did an episode with her as well. You can listen to my podcast episode with her. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of wellness podcasts, I really like the Almost 30 podcast. Uh, I love the things they talk about. And I like uh, Dr. Mark Hyman's podcast. It's like much more health focused. It's like very, it can be sometimes like very high level, but it's really helpful to learn things from there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I also like the To Be Magnetic podcast. It's called The Expanded Podcast. That's a great podcast too. Those are awesome. I'll have to check those out. Yeah. And lastly, where can people find you? And then also the discount code that you're offering for Real Radiant listeners. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at the integrative lawyer. And my website is also, it's just the integrative lawyer.com. And then of course, feel free to reach out to me. My email is the integrative lawyer at gmail.com. So they're all very easy, very consistent. And then I'd be so happy to offer your listeners a 10% discount with the code real radiant. And that'll just be on my website. You just type it in and it'll automatically give you a 10% off discount. But, you know, for anybody who's listening, who might maybe, you know, wants to 
talk a little bit more, they want to hear a little bit more before they make any kind of purchases, I offer free 15 minute consults. And if you go to my Instagram and you click on the link, there's a link there where you can book a consult with me. So mm -hmm. I really recommend doing that because it's free and it just gives us mm -hmm. both a chance to get to know each other better. Um, yeah. And that's, and then my, my, I'm actually launching my law firm website very soon. It's going to be wiseandbluthlaw.com. So that will be, you know, for more one-to-one -one legal work. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so thank much you. for coming on the podcast. This was super helpful as far as like explaining the legal side of business. Cause like I said, it can be very overwhelming if you don't have a background in law or didn't study it or anything. So I really yeah. appreciate you taking the time to do that. Yeah. My pleasure it was so nice being here and um, I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you.